All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Folks, it is that time of the week again for another edition of the Rich Koyanks podcast, where me and Dylan break down everything going on in the world of Yankee land and Major League Baseball and some nonsense thrown in there as well. Dylan, how's it going, bud? Going pretty good besides my broken toe. It's not, it's not really broken, but it feels broken. Before we uh, started to record, Dylan was telling me his escapade about uh, his uh, toe issue, and he dropped something on his big toe. And uh, we've all been there before when, well, Dylan has, and this is his first toe injury. This is my first Which experience. is actually, you got off pretty easy if you've made it this long without a toe injury. Most of us have uh, many times had stuff dropped on our toes. There's really nothing you can do. Um, I got once, uh, I'm not going to say who, but one of my cousins, who's a rather large girl, uh, stepped on both of my toes when we were doing some horseplay and uh, broke two of my toes. Mm. And uh, there was nothing they could do for it. They just basically said it's going to hurt until it doesn't hurt no more. So it is what it is. Well, we hope your toe feels better, Don. Thank you. All right. So let's get to the show this week. Season three, episode 15, the Thurman Munson edition. There was no debate about what number I was going to pick this week for the Yankee number. Thurman Munson, the, the former captain and catcher who died in a, a plane accident, uh, again, before Dylan's time, but one of the uh, late stalwarts of the uh, 70s Yankee championship teams. Um, the Thurman edition episode. Guys, uh, before we get going into today, I want to say thank you for the uh, support you guys are giving the show. We are, you know, I celebrated the fact that we had uh, 15,000 downloads. We are over 17,000 already. Yeah. And we are rapidly approaching 20,000, happening a lot faster than I thought it was going to happen. So thank you, everyone. We are, I'll give you the update. I can give you the update. We are 17.5 thousand right now. So I appreciate all the support, guys. Thank you so much. Um, and keep it up. And we'll keep trying to give you a good, solid show every single week. So. Uh, like I told you guys, once the season starts, we're going to try to get into um, with the audio clips where we give you direct reaction in those clips from Aaron Boone or players that were affected in the game. So this week we have Aaron, Bo Aaron Boone talking about the uh, series loss in Baltimore, which we're going to get to, trust me. And we have Aaron Judge talking about the Yankees overall offensive problems. Those are your audio clips this week. 
but we're going to start with some breaking news. And I like to try to start every single show with the actual rosters or transaction moves. If there's anybody that's at the injured list uh, this week, uh, the only roster move that the Yankees really made was Tim LaCastro uh, got called back up and they sent down JP Spears, which I'm surprised they didn't do earlier. Again, we talked about this, Dylan, how I thought they're carrying way too many pitchers. It turns out that they've needed most of them, but uh, a three-man bench when you have a 28-man roster just seemed like a little unbelievable to me. And you're really hamstringing yourself for swaps and moves that you can make. Now, I know the Yankees are very versatile and the guys they have on the bench can play a bunch of different positions, but still, I mean, we're going to get to, and I didn't write it down here, but we're going to get to a little bit of a debate that I had with somebody early this morning about uh, days off and stuff, but I don't know. I just think, uh, you know, having those position players, especially when you're playing longer games or, or God forbid you're getting these extra inning games, you're really hamstringing yourself without having these arms, but it is what it is. And that's the decision they made. So anyway, uh, one more position player up now, the rosters, uh, as we've, as we've noted before, will drop down to 26 here on May 1st. So you got another about a week and a half of the 28 man rosters. Then it'll be down to 26. So you're going to lose another two arms or maybe one arm and uh, Tim LaCaster or something like that will go down. So I don't think they'll send uh, Gonzalez down. He seems they seem to be pretty happy with his role there. So, all right, so let's get to it. The first issue of the day, it was Jackie Robinson Day this past week, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day, a really cool thing that I think baseball does where the entire league um, wears number 42. And I found out something I didn't know. I don't know, Dylan, if you knew this, but it was um, Ken Griffey Jr. who suggested that all the players – where 42. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. He had called the league once they decided to re- the league, Bud Selig, the old commissioner, decided to retire the number nation uh league wide for all the teams, um, which was a great idea. But then Ken Griffey Jr. called him first and said, Is it okay if I wear 42 on that day? And then said, You know what? Why don't we all just wear it? So I think that's pretty cool that baseball does it. Um, the first couple of years they did it, it was a little confusing looking at some of the players, figuring out who was who. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's an awesome thing. And this year, I don't know if you noticed, Dylan, but the actual 42 was Dodger blue. Yes, I saw that. Which was pretty cool, which I don't know if it's, it's been like that it doesn't, every year. No, it, it wasn't. But it doesn't yeah. look good on someone like the other. No, no, no. It but definitely well, it see, serves a good purpose. Absolutely. Like, no, cosmetically, it looks really weird on a lot of uniforms. But the fact that it was that, it's kind of like a nice homage to the old, yeah. like, this is why we're doing it. It's not just we're wearing this number. It's that particular 42. So... And uh, I think it's cool. I think, you know, look, I, you get a chance to, to look at some old Jackie Robinson highlights. And again, way, way, way before my time. Um, but, you know, he was, he was an amazing ball player. Had to deal with a tremendous amount of adversity. Definitely. And the stuff that happened to him was, was awful. And I think that people don't get enough credit where a lot of the black players that came in right after him, because there was a total of five black players that came in within six months of Jackie Robinson, who had to deal with the same kind of stuff, but really never get the notoriety. So, I mean, to... It's crazy to think that they had to deal with that, but just think about baseball and how further ahead it would be um, if they had embraced, you know, black players and Hispanic players earlier on, you know, because, you, you know, you, everyone can talk about, you know, Babe Ruth was great. You know, he was, he, he was, he was a prodigy. He was unbelievable. He was playing against much lesser competition back then. Yeah. You know, he was playing against guys that had full-time jobs when they weren't playing baseball, he's playing against no black players. He's playing against no Hispanic players, no Asian players. He wasn't playing night games. There was a different league back then. Not saying that he wouldn't have been great, but 
you know, you put him in today's world. I don't know. Is is the babe hitting one oh one off the corner? I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, we won't we won't see. But anyway, so Jackie Robinson Day was pretty cool. Um, the Mets did something which I think was typical Mets, which is uh they they put up a statue for Tom Seaver. Uh, well deserved. Tom Seaver, they should have done it a long time ago. I think he had just recently passed away. Unfortunately, I think a lot of these teams celebrate players after they're dead rather than when they're alive. Yeah. Um, the Yankees, honestly, and this is not just me being a Yankee homer, the Yankees do a really good job celebrating players when they're alive. You know, still one of the few teams that do old timers day and bring all these guys back. But the Mets in typical Mets fashion take Jackie Robinson day and split the day in half for Tom Seaver day too, which is just asinine to me. Like you have a hundred and well, you have over 80 home games that you could have picked and you pick Jackie Robinson day to do a Tom Seaver day kind of short changes, Jackie Robinson and kind of short changes, Tom Seaver. But I mean, it is what it is. The statue's pretty cool. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for big statues and, and monuments to old players. I think it's really cool. Which stadium Dylan, did you say had a bunch of cool uh, statues that you saw? Uh, there was a couple Detroit had some like yeah. in the outfield. They have like, that's like their kind of monument park. They right, have like right. all the numbers and then statues of the players in center field. And then uh, I think Pittsburgh had a few in the front before you walked in too. And I think Baltimore might have a couple too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Out in front. Yeah. So, in, uh, yeah. Left center. Yeah. Something that the Yankees don't really have. I mean, I know we got monument park and we got all, all that stuff, but I, I'm, I kind of dig the actual physical statues of players and stuff like that in a, in a pose, but we uh, got they, the uh, thing in the Yankees museum. Yeah, Yogi yeah, yeah, Yogi pitching to uh to uh Sandy Koufax, I think. No, not Sandy Koufax. What am I thinking about? Um, the perfect game. Don't, don't. Oh my God, perfect game. Uh, oh my God, Yankee Universe is gonna kill me. Wow, the only perfect game on in the live World show. series history on a live show. Listen, we don't. We're not editing. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna figure it out right now as I pull my phone out. Let's see. Da, 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 da. I can't believe I don't. He pitched it to to Yogi Berra, and he was never really a superstar pitcher. He just he just happened to be. Wow, I I, I can't believe that I didn't. That's terrible. And I said, who did I say? Sandy Koufax was a was a Dodger. Oh my goodness! Quick, Don. Who were some other perfect games that you can remember? I know well, you're not going to get this one. Well, it's but. not David Cohn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not David Wells. Not David Wells. Uh, I'm vamping. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. Sandy, uh, uh, Don Larson. Damn it. Don Larson. That was it. Don Larson to Yogi Berra. Wow. You know what, Yankee Universe? You can kill me for that. I, I I saw the name. I can see the guy's face in my head, but I couldn't come up with the name. So anyway, uh, happy Jackie Robinson Day. I think it's cool. Uh, one thing that I did not like, uh, they sat Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge didn't play for Jackie Robinson game. So the Yankees. Well, I, have, I have a big problem with that whole series in general, but we can get on that we'll, later. We'll, we'll get to that. To. We'll get to yeah. it. But I, I, one thing I do want to get to is that it, it, he's, he's an African-American player. I guess he's half. He's half black, half white. Yeah. He wanted to play. He had special cleats. Did you see pictures of his cleats? Yeah. He had awesome cleats for Jackie Robinson. He always has awesome yeah. cleats. But then. We sat him. We sat him because he needed a break five games into the season. I, I don't understand what they're doing with this. Like, I understand that you're going to rest guys. I get that, and I'm okay with it. But if the player says he's good and he wants to play, rest somebody else, especially if he's your star. I I, I, I don't know. It baffles me, but it is what it is. Listen, I think it's okay with resting a guy 
and the way they're doing it right now, nine guys, you're going to rest one guy. They get an off day once a week anyway. So you're only going to rest a guy once every like 10 or 12 days. I'm okay with that. But pick and choose guys and use your judgment. It's Jackie Robinson day. The guy's wearing the cleats. The guy wants to play and you sit him. I don't know. Anyway, it is what it is. So Jackie Robinson, blah, 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 blah. All right, so let's get into uh, the two series uh, this past week. It was the end of the Blue Jays series, but we're going to talk about the entire Blue Jays series and then the Orioles series. Uh, the Yankees split a four-game set with a Blue Jays team. That's really good, uh, really young, but really good. It's got decent pitching, great offense, managed to split uh, two out of four. Even though it was a home series, you'd kind of like to get the win. They don't. They go two and two. Dylan, what do you think about the Blue Jays this year, what you've seen? Uh I think they they have potential, but they haven't really shown it yet. I think they have a very similar record to ours right now. Yeah, the, whole, like, the whole whole AL East is knotted. The Blue yeah. Jays are actually in first place by a game. Okay, so, so yeah, they have they have potential, but they haven't uh, achieved it yet. And I think they do have a lot of like expectations that, now that we're putting on them because they have such a good team, and they're I- still very young. I agree. I think that I think that's going to hurt them a little bit with the expectations. Blue Jays are six and four right now. Uh, the Yankees and Red Sox five and five. The Rays five and six, and the Orioles at three and seven in the East as we record today. So, the entire AL East is knotted up right there, with the exception of the Orioles, who got two of their three wins against us. And let's go right into that series because I don't think people want to really hear. There wasn't really uh, giant takeaways from the Blue Jays series. Starting pitching has been good for us. It was good in the Blue Jays series. The bullpen was phenomenal. Uh, The offense was mediocre, but it was enough to get the job done against the Blue Jays. But let's get to the main event, which is the Yankees losing two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. We talked about this last week where we said, you know, you have to take advantage of these bad teams and win these games because the rest of the division is going to beat up on each other. And it's happening the first 10 games of the season. You know, almost the entire division is five and five because we've played each other a lot. So um, you have to take advantage of the Orioles. The Rays played the Orioles the first three games of the year. They swept them. Those are the things that you need to do. You cannot lose. Listen, two out of three, I'll take. I understand sweeping any team is tough, but you cannot lose a series to the Orioles. You cannot lose a series to the Cincinnati Reds. You cannot lose a series to the athletics. You cannot lose a series to these bad teams. Like the Tigers coming yeah, up. The, well, yeah. And the Tigers are going to be a little bit better, but yeah, you have to win those series. Like, listen, I understand that even the Orioles are going to win 60 games and they got to win them against somebody. Let them win one out of three. Like you can't, you, you've got to, you know, 18 times or 19 times you're going to play the Orioles. You can't let them win more than five games. You can against you. You need to make your hay against these bad teams. And they did not do it. The offense was abysmal, abysmal. Five runs in three games. Five runs in three games against the Baltimore Orioles, whose best pitcher is on the injured list. Didn't even have their best starter. They're out there looking like Nolan Ryan against us. It's awful. Just awful. And it wasn't like their offense was any good because it wasn't. I guess you have to give the credit to our pitching because our starting pitching has been really solid. It really has. Honestly, the weakest link at starter so far has been Garrett Cole. Like he's, he's been the Mm -hmm. one that's given up the most runs his first two starts. So if you had to judge everything by the first two times through the rotation, you have to say your weak link has been Garrett Cole. Now I think that'll get better. He goes tonight against Detroit, but I mean, nasty Nestor, what a day he had. And they uh, they spit in his face. (laughs) Immaculate inning. Uh, They throw the ball away. Did you hear that? 
Mm-hmm. So so he has the immaculate inning, and then Higgy throws the ball in the crowd, doesn't save it for him, and I yep. guess Garrett, Garrett Cole got it back for him. But, I mean, uh, Seve, Seve's been solid. Seve's looking really good. Yep. Uh, Tyon's looked great. Uh, Montgomery's looked solid. Like, starting rotations look good. And up until the end of that game in Baltimore, the bullpen has looked great too. Johnny Lasagna kind of imploded a little bit and gave it up. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, overall, if you had to grade uh, offense, starting pitching, and bullpen – you know, A for the starting rotation, A for the bullpen, and a D for the for the offense. Where I mean, what is going on? Where is it? You just can't hit. I don't understand Where? it. It's it's abysmal. I was looking at some stats. They they've had scored the fewest runs through ten games since 1977. Was the, was the last time they scored this few runs? Like mm. it's amazing. We should be happy. We're five and five. Like you got to score runs to win. My philosophy is always this. If you score, if the opposing team scores more than four runs, that's on your pitching staff. If they score three or less runs, you need to win that game with your offense. If your offense doesn't score you at least three runs, you deserve to lose. It's just plain and simple like that. Like you got to score runs to win. I mean, listen, we can complain about the world series that got potentially robbed from us by the Astros. We didn't score any runs in that series. Even the home games, we just didn't. This has been a constant problem with this team for the last few years right now is that the Yankees don't score runs. And when they do, they score them in bunches for a couple of days. They'll put up a, they'll put up eight runs or something like that and then come right back out. You got shut out by the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Goose egg, nothing. Couldn't, couldn't scratch a run across against the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, my God. And and that did you see what they did with that wall, that outfield wall in left field yeah. in Baltimore? That is awful. I don't care about the heights. I don't care about the distance, but you just pick a particular spot and move that one spot back and then have a right angle where the rest of the wall starts. That is cosmetically awful. Why wouldn't you just raise it, stretch the whole wall out? You just take a set. It looks like they literally were building around something and just decided not to move it. Awful. <laughs> awful. And that was, and that's such a pretty ballpark. Yeah. It really they, is. They were just upset that all the teams were taking advantage of that one wall there. I get it. So you know what? But but okay. So they. I don't know what they moved it back. I don't know the exact measure. I think it might have been like sixteen feet or something like that. Yeah. Instead of it's moving a decent it back, amount. Well, instead of moving it sixteen feet back, guess what? Move it eight feet back and move the entire perimeter of the wall eight feet back, so it's symmetrical. It looks awful. It's like it's it's crazy. Like I, at least in Houston and in uh, Fenway, they have a giant wall. Look, they know it's a short porch. They put a giant wall up there. I'm okay with that. But in the Mets, the Mets moved their fences in. But they mm-hmm. did the whole fence, the whole wall. It's awful. Just looks terrible. I don't know. I, this Baltimore series got me frustrated. It was just like – and then when we did have opportunities, we didn't cash in. We were banged into – I think we have the second most double plays through 10 games in the league. So we're, we're, we're you know, this quote-unquote team that – has been criticized the last couple of years for its home run or strikeout. We can't seem to get fly balls when we need them to drive guys in for sacrifices. Even we're banging into double plays. Like I, it, it's awful. This, this offense just seems absolutely stagnant. Like you, you just look at it and you're like, I expect them to strike out now. I expect them to bang into a double play. I look at them like, ah, oh. and they don't seem to be frustrated at all. I don't see guys throwing bats. I don't see guys getting frustrated. Like, I don't know. It's just like, ho-hum. Very, very lackadaisical attitude. And if you listen to the audio clip of Judge talking about it, he almost sounds annoyed that they're asking him about the slow start. Well, guy, yeah, of course they're going to ask you about it. I understand it's 10 games. 
and we have to we have to temper our expectations. I get that part too, but you you can't take these games for granted. Last year we finished in a dead tie with the Red Sox. You know what I mean? One game can be the difference, especially in this tight division. I don't know. I, it was just an awful series. So awful yeah. Series. So so my biggest gripe, mm-hmm. right? We lose the, we win the first game, right? And then the middle game there with the rain delay. Yeah. Is the one that you know. We seem Chat- to come alive after it hail the hail the hail delay. Yeah. 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 So, but then Chapman, uh, you know, kind of blows it. But the thing about it is. You know, we had a bad call. We lost the game. You know, you can't really do anything about it. Blah, blah, blah. The last pitch he threw was definitely a ball, but there is some other pitches in that at bat that were strikes. Correct. I digress. We lose that game, and then the next game, you sit our best offensive players. I, 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 I don't get it. As soon as you lose that 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 game, why would you? Yeah, it's you're like right. They're, they're, it's they're like asking. they don't want to win there has to be an adjustment made. It's almost like we're sticking to this original plan, no matter what's going on with the team. And you have to react. Like their big thing was what Boone Boone said about rest and judge. He's like, Oh, it was a plan. It was a scheduled off day. Okay. That's great. But when you're about to lose a series to the Orioles, guess what? All can't. hands on deck. Yeah, you Everybody's can't. playing. I'm sorry. And you know what? Not for nothing. Aaron judge. I know the, the report is that he went and said he wants to play. No, you tell them you're playing. You don't ask to play. You bang on the desk and say, hey, I'm playing today. That's what Jeter would have done. Jeter would have said, I'm playing. Jeter, Jeter notoriously faked injuries. I mean, not faked it, but pretended he was okay when he was hurt because he wanted to play every day. He said, I want to be on the field. I'm playing. So I got to take I got to take uh, judge to task on this stuff too. You, you step up and go to the office, bang your head. You know, I'm playing today and walk out. What are they going to do? Tell him no. That's it. Like, I mean, where's that's that's the fire that I think this team misses. It's almost too professional, the team. Yeah. It really is. They don't they don't seem to have any of that um that fire. And then it's Josh Donaldson. So he finally got he got a home run. And they keep they keep touting his nickname. Oh, he's the bringer of rain. Well, the, the dude's been piss poor offensively. He hasn't brought anything. Spatting like one he, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's not bringing much rain so far. Like I understand that you're excited and it was the first home run. He's a new player to the Yankees and the announcers are all pumped up. They want to get his nickname out there. They want to, you know what? Wait until he gets hot until we start touting how good he is offensively, you know? And, and, and these commentators, it seems like they've got stuff written down. Like, Oh, oh we, we got to get the bringer of rain comment. And I was <laughs> like, they said it six times. I was like, dude, we're going to lose this game. And he's play and he's played awful so far. Now I will say this. Um, Isaiah Kiner Falefa has looked much better. Mm-hmm. Um, scrappy. He's he's looking like the player that we thought he was going to be. He's hustling. You can see that on plays. He's he's getting uh, hits, not home runs, but he's getting kind of hits. And then the backup catcher Trevino looks pretty solid too. He's doing a little bit of work there at the bottom of the order. So yeah, that looks a little promising there. He's actually making Higgy look bad. Yeah. Well, Higgy's struggling. Hig- Higgy is definitely struggling. And so much for that uh that home run spurt that he had in spring training. <laughs> yeah, huh? he led the league in home runs yeah. and then. Hit- Hitting off of guys that are bagging groceries now. So I don't know, Dylan. What do you think it is? What do you think the offensive problems are? Consistency. Um, just, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're just not ready or not prepared. Is it short in spring training or what's going on? They look good in spring training, but like you said, it's against people bagging groceries. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And you know what? They need to stop using that excuse too, because I hear that excuse every single day now. I'm sorry, I gotta 
kick my dog. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hear the excuse constantly about, you know, oh, the shortened spring training, the shortened spring training. Yeah, I get it. But how long are we going to how long are we going to go with that excuse? It just mm-hmm. seems like it's, it's over at this point. Like, all right. We, it was only two weeks, a, a shortened spring training for two weeks. That two weeks has got to be over at this point. No. Like we got to stop using it as an excuse because we're two weeks into the season now. So you'd think they'd be caught up at this point. I don't know. I think also what messes with them is, uh, you know, they're not playing every day. Yeah. I and guess then they're, then they're they coming kick. in as a pinch hitter, like the eighth or ninth inning. And you know what? I had a big debate with a guy, a buddy of mine at work today too. He's a big Rays fan. And I was giving him grief because his Rays are under 500. And, um, we got into the whole resting thing. Now, if, if your boss called you and said, hey, listen, I want you to take the day off of work tomorrow. Great. Perfect. With pay, yeah, I'm going to take I'm the day happy. off. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a baseball player and you're taking the day off of work, here, here's your day. So you got a 7 o'clock game, let's just say. Most of the guys get to the park around 11, 12 o'clock for a 7 o'clock game. Go in. They get a stretch out. They get, you know, anything – taped up or massage if they needed to they go out do some uh, let's take Aaron Judge he's gonna go out he's gonna shag some fly balls take some BP go back into the dugout get some lunch you know blah 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 get a snack relax a little bit do some media maybe and then get ready for the game play the game then he's gonna get done with the game go do some media blah 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 get checked up if there's anything bothering him and then head out the only thing different in a day off for Aaron Judge is He's just not doing the game part. He's still showing up to the ballpark at the same time. He's still shagging fly balls. He's still taking BP. He's still doing the media stuff. He's just not playing the game. Like they're making this huge deal like, oh, we're going to give this guy an extra day off. It's going to save him. If you really want to save him, have him stay home. You know what? Here's your day off. You're not even in uniform today. They won't do that, obviously, because to your point, they're going to use him as a pinch hitter anyway. So essentially this quote unquote day off is six innings, you know, now let's take an average day for somebody like Aaron judge in the outfield. Maybe he gets three fly balls hit to him. You know what I mean? So he's going to get three fly balls and he's going to get four at bats. Is that such a massive workload that this guy needs to get extra days off? I'm sorry. I just don't see it. Baseball's not football. It's not hockey. I just don't understand it. Like, look at the Braves last year and look at their roster. These guys played 150 games, most of all the starters. Like, to me, baseball is a game of rhythm. When you get in a hot streak, you want to keep going. You don't want to take a day off. I understand if somebody's actually injured, that's a completely different thing. That's not what I'm talking about. But this preventative letting them rest if they're healthy and ready to go seems like a missed opportunity. And when you sit somebody like Aaron Judge, who's not bothered, who's not hurt, you know, it seems to me like you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like you said, it's like, look, we we can lose this. It's almost like we're okay with losing this series yeah. if it means we're going to keep Judge healthy or Stanton healthy. I, I don't know. Are they are these guys? Maybe we're missing something. Maybe the Yankees are all heading into that office, griping and groaning. Oh, we're tired. We need a day off. I doubt it. No. Yeah, I Not doubt it. Contract years. Aaron well, Judge. That's the thing. Could you imagine? Like, could you imagine if Aaron Judge misses out? Like you know, on some kind of career milestone or something by two games or something like that. It's because they rested him 25 games. Don't you think he's going to get hurt this year? Of course he's going to get hurt. The question is for how long every year. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we save those days off for when he's hurt and the Yankees do their famous, Oh, he's ready to come back, but we're going to give it two more games, which they're famous for. Oh yeah. He's Mm -hmm. back and healthy, but you know, save the days off for when you need them. It's like, like vacation time almost save it for when you're going to actually take a vacation. I just, I don't know. 
it's frustrating. I, I understand that they have a system. I understand that they have a plan, but to me, this is where the analytics start to bite you in the foot. And um, I don't know, bite you in the big toe, we'll say, for Dylan today. Ronald Torres. Oh, well, Torres still playing, huh? He's on the Phillies. On the Phillies, still still plugging along, man. Good for him. Good for him. All right. So, I mean, that's it, guys. we got Detroit tonight. Um, I think it's a three-game set, I want to say. So I think it's – and then we got uh, – which is going to be interesting, we got Toronto coming up. So we're going to find out real quick here who isn't vaccinated for the Yankees because I think it's Detroit and then somebody else and then it's Toronto. Well, there's there's more off game. games they can, they can use there to rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, could you imagine now – could you imagine we rested Judge and then we find out he's not vaccinated and he's going to miss five days in the – oh, man, that would be great. Uh, so we – all right, so we got a Detroit for three. And then we got Cleveland, the Guardians, our first look at the new Guardians for three games. Then mm. we're back home for Baltimore. Um, okay, well, let's see. It's in Detroit. Okay, we're home for Cleveland. So in Detroit for three, home at, for three in Cleveland, three Baltimore. Then we go to Kansas City. So eh, we got a little while till we get to Toronto. But I know Boston and them are going through it right now where there's a bunch of people that were um, – having to sit out just they and they can't even make the trip it's not even like they they're sitting yeah, they're on not the allowed bench. in Canada. they're not even allowed in the country so you can't even use them for anything so i guess there is some special stipulation though where you don't have to put them on the injured list you can put them on the temporary covid list so it doesn't really affect your roster as much but it is what it is all right my keys for victory in detroit let's hear here. it there's only been two uh pitchers that are already uh booked pitch those two games for Detroit. The third one's TBD. Okay. They're both lefty. Aha. Uh-huh. So, obviously, I'd, I'd say Joey Gallo sits. I know Rizzo has reverse splits, so he'll be fine. So, you put Stanton in left, you think? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the righties, put them in. And then, if you need to, Gallo can come off the bench. When they yeah, bring in the, the bullpen, bullpen guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you put our, put our lefties in there, um, put our switch guys. So you put um, or you can put um Hicks in uh center and move. Oh yeah, I guess you could go with uh Stanton. Yeah, I would say. Listen, Gallo needs to sit. He needs something. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing about how hard he's hitting the ball. Well, guess what? He's not hitting it for hits. So <laughs> he's hitting it hard for he, outs. Yeah, he does. He is hitting it hard. And I know. Bats I've, I've seen. seen. Yeah, yeah. And and next year he'll be great when the shift is gone. I'll tell you that. But yeah, but now, he he's not going to yeah. survive. He's not going to survive in the Bronx with another year like you had last year. Uh, for next year, this is the last year of his contract, I think. Right? I think this yeah, is it. Yeah. So he ain't getting picked back up. Which you know what? Look, I on paper he's a great player, and he still might be this year. So I still want to see him, you know, relax and try to get something going. But if he uh, if he hits towards the two hundreds with around 40 home runs and he plays the outfield like he's doing yeah yeah i'll take it oh please, 40 and then give me 75 ribbies or 80 ribbies to hit 200 Uh, absolutely low 200s even i would take if stanton if stanton gallo and judge can put up stanton and judge can put up numbers they put up last year and we can duplicate those numbers with gallo and they get half that production from hicks oh please we'll be golden like it's not even a question so and, and the season just started, so I don't think we have too much to worry about yet. 
We got time. We got it's time. Not the we're, time to worry. We're going to talk about that in our mailbag question or complaint department at the end, as far as jumping to expectations. But before we get to that, uh, I want to get to the baby bomber report. And uh, I've done some dwelling into the minor leagues. I like to keep an eye on the minor leagues and the prospects and see what's going on. But just I'll give you a quick hit. Uh, there's a lot of information out there now that you can find on these teams right now. Um, just download the the MILB app. And uh, they've, they've got links to great stuff. They've got podcasts. They've got radio shows. You can listen to a lot of good stuff about these games, even if you're not watching them. But um, we're going to take a quick hit. Quick hit. Uh, our girl Rachel down there has got the Tarpons off to a solid 5-3 and three start. They've been playing well. Um, Dominguez, the numbers haven't been so, super solid, but uh, Sweeney, another one of our prospects down there, has looked good. Um, the Hudson Valley Renegades – I'm sorry, Sweeney's on the Renegades. Did I say he's on the Tarpons? Yeah. Yeah. He's on the Renegades. Uh, hit his first home run at that level. Um, they're four and five, so a game under 500. The Somerset Patriots, our number one pitching prospect, Ken Wallachuk, which I think is a great name. That's a great name. Yeah. Looks solid. And uh, Anthony Volpe got his first hit at that level, a, a hard double, an RBI double. So they're five and three. And the Scranton Ra uh, Rail Riders, something we need to talk about here, a uh, Greg Bird back with the Yankees and the Rail Riders. So uh, he Bird hit a is the word. Yeah, and he hit a dinger and uh, Manny Benuelos back with the Yankees as well. One of our old pitchers. Uh, so those guys are there. Uh, they're at five and six through the first 11 games of the year. So pardon me one second. <coughs> we do not have a cough button here. All right. So that's the baby bomber report. But Volpe starting to hit a little bit. Um, they've been very impressed with the catcher, Austin Wells. He's looked solid so far in the short season. So, um, yeah, I got to go see some of those games. Up by you need to. You need to get on it. Absolutely. There's no excuse. How far is that from you? About an hour. No, you it used to be like 20 minutes when I lived with mom. But Listen, no excuse. An hour's worth uh, it's still closer to the Yankee Stadium for you. So, yep. plus a lot cheaper. Yes. All right. So, all right. Before we get to the, 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 I guess it's time for your segment. What's bothering Dylan? Now, Dylan was uh, saying before we recorded, he didn't really have much on this segment. Have you thought of a topic this week, sir? I think I'm going to stick with what I had. Okay. There's no topping last week. No, last no. week. Well, listen, listen, they can't all be home runs. Sometimes you got to, you got to knock a clean single. All right. No, that's this, okay. This might be a lazy fly ball. <laughs> a can of corn. Okay. A can of corn. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, why are jerseys so expensive? Okay. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you know why? Is it because they want the <laughs> athletes to make money? Is that I, why? Can I tell you something? I will give you, and this is a good topic, and it's funny that you brought this up this week, um, and I'll get to the cost in a second, but I did find something to do with the cost of jerseys and why the Yankees have names on their jerseys that they sell. Because, you know, the Yankees obviously do not have names on their jerseys. Mm -hmm. but the majority of the jerseys that you see in the stands have names on them. And that is because official replica jerseys that are sold with names because of the players union contract, they actually get compensated individually for those Jersey sales. So that's a way to differentiate. Is it Glaber Torres or is Mark it? Tishara. Yeah. Is it exactly? Is it, you know, uh, Jason Giambi, you or, get the idea exactly yeah. which player it is. And it's easier for them to do that. Now, if they do a plain Yankee Jersey, for whatever reason, I guess they have to, the way it was explained to me or explained in general was if they, they sell a regular, just plain Yankee Jersey with no name on it, they actually have to pay more in royalties 
to the Yankees because you don't to disperse through multiple players rather than just sell an individual jersey by player. It's something in the contract that's really weird. But as far as the overall price of jerseys, it's crazy. It really is crazy. I mean, even rep- replica yeah. jerseys are expensive. Yeah, they're like replicas are like over a hundred. Sure. Right, but like the actual jerseys. Three hundred, right? Three hundred. Yeah. yeah three hundred is crazy. like, yeah. yeah, you're lucky to get three hundred. Yeah. yeah. Now, are we talking? Are we talking actual field quality jerseys? Or are we talking yeah. like? Yeah, We're talking okay. actual jerseys. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I know there's something for the material that's used in it and the actual hand stitching and all that stuff, because from what I understand, they do hand stitch the actual names and numbers and stuff like that. They have got they go old school and they literally have a clubhouse guy when you come up will literally hand stitch your number and your name and stuff onto the jersey. So maybe it's something to be said for that. Maybe if you're getting, you know, I don't mind replicas and maybe it's because what I've always been able to afford. But, you know, I've got probably, I think I own maybe nine jerseys and eight of them are rec- replicas. So I think I have one official jersey that I got as a gift from somebody. But um, you can definitely feel the thickness is different in the jersey yeah. and it's got a different material. And, you know, it's definitely more well-made. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Why is anything expensive? It's because we'll pay for it. That's the thing. That's the, that's the answer because people will pay it. You know, if people weren't paying it, they wouldn't do it. Why? Have you, you know how much a single baseball cost? Like, if you want to buy an official baseball, can go as high as 25 bucks. What? Oh, yeah. Just a single, plain, official Rawlings game baseball. 25 bucks for a baseball. Oh, are, are, we, are we talking like the MLB, like, commissioner signed ball? I'm just talk, talking, yeah, about and that a, one? And a, an official baseball. And I'm going to look it up right now when I think. So I don't want to. Well, I'll, I'll fill you in right here. Here okay. we go. A replica Aaron Judge jersey. One thirty four ninety nine base price, right? Then we go to the authentic, which is there's a dark Jeter one, but that one might be more expensive. Uh, uh, all right, uh, lots of dark Jeter jerseys. While you're looking, an official Major League Baseball twenty four ninety five mm. for an official baseball. That's not signed. That's just a plain old baseball. All right. And then we got Aaron Judge authentic jersey, $299.99. Yeah. So 300 bucks. Yeah. 300 bucks. And that's 300 his, big ones. That's not what his name. That's just the that's number. That's plain. Yep. Just number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like the uh, the thing on the back where it's like it's the, the pinstripe stop and it's like extra long. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think uh, while we're on the topic of jerseys? How are you with the uh, – have you – has the Nike sign on the jersey distracted your enjoyment from the jersey at all? Not at all. Okay. Uh, I do feel like when they do the sponsorships, like they had worked out in the new CBA deal, yeah, yeah, that might get a little distracted. So you think the the Nike logo and then a patch might be a little I'm, much? Yeah, I'm fine with the Nike logo. It blends in. Yeah. You know, but if you're gonna put like, I don't know, what would be a sponsor? I don't know. W. B. Like- Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna look weird. Yeah. I think being the Yankees, who are the Yankees, I think they would uh, pick a sponsor and work with the sponsor to make it so it doesn't clash. Like I can't see them putting a yellow patch on the Yankee logo. I think even if it was like a WB Mason and their logo is yellow, I think they'd make them make it white, and they would make it kind of like blend in a little bit. I mean, it's coming. Like the only reason that I think that because I agree that Nike hasn't affected me at all 
But I think that's just because we're so used to seeing that Nike logo. It's almost like just a part of clothes for us now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so recognizable. I, I think, think it, it makes it a little sharp too. Like not yeah, only Yankees give, give, jersey, but other jerseys. Yeah, it gives it a little flair to it. But I mean, I'm if that was like a, an Adidas logo or it was like a who's an old brand, like a pony or a Puma logo. I think we, I think, yeah, I think we would, I think we'd notice it more than the Nike logo, but yeah, I get your point. It's all expensive, man. It's everything. I mean, concessions, uh, you know, I was going to take the kids to a minor league game this weekend and the price of the tickets don't scare me away. It's everything else that goes with it. You know Mm. what I mean? Cause once I pay to park and then get them each a snack and get them each a drink and God forbid they want like a toy or something like that. Like, you know, I'm out 150 bucks to go to a minor league game and it's crazy. You know, when the ticket was $10. So yeah, every, and everything is expensive, man. It is. It's why it's becoming baseball has become, they've priced themselves out of the season ticket fan and they are more um, a couple time a year fan. I mean, that's, I am a diehard baseball fan. And I maybe, I mean, between minor league games and professional games, I get to maybe 20, 25 games a year. That's a lot for the average person. I think the average person probably goes to two, three games a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's what they can afford. As yeah, I go yeah. It's what people can afford, you know? And when you have it so readily available on TV and on your phone and everything like that, it's like, you know, you're in a different kind of situation. New York is very unique because if you don't live inside the city, and for those who don't know, Dylan lives in upstate New York. Um, you're talking about taking a train into the city um, or doing something like that. But if you live in the city, it's a little bit easier to get into the city. When I worked in Manhattan, it was nothing to catch a game after work because you're, you're, you're hopping the train to go home anyway. It's just a matter of hopping a different train. But when you're outside of the city, if you have to drive in and you have not experienced that, if you're coming from Connecticut or Jersey or upstate New York, it is a bear dealing with traffic, getting into the city, yep. paying, paying a fortune to park. I don't even know what it is. Last time I was there, I think it was it's like 40. Yeah. I think it was 30 bucks last time I was there, which is years ago to drive in, I should say. Um, and then you're sitting in traffic sometimes an hour and a half to leave, you know, and you're walking around the streets of the South Bronx, which isn't always pleasant either sometimes. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's a bear, like it's not easy to do. They make it tough to be a fan and their prices don't help. I mean, I'm not a big beer guy. I don't drink beer when I go to games, but even a soda. I mean, you see these pictures in Yankee Stadium. They have their famous, uh, you know, chicken finger fries and soda thing where the, the chicken fingers sit on top the of bowl. the cup. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, listen, it is what it is. We love it. So it's more, it has definitely become, um, when I involve the family, it's more of a treat than it is, a, you know, an everyday entertainment thing. And that's just the way it is. They price themselves out of it because you know what? Somebody will buy it. Somebody will pay it and they know it. So, all right. Well, that's what's bothering Dylan this week. I thought it was going to be his big toe. It's jerseys. So, yeah, it is what it is. Well, the big toe is recent. So I didn't big toes recent. Okay. Well, so... yeah. So it hasn't been constantly bothering. Me. It's bothering yeah. him right now. But it has very been much bother. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get to the mailbag. Uh, uh, guys, if you want to send us your questions, as always, it's richcoryanks at gmail.com. Uh, Rich Yanks on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Feel free to send your questions. We appreciate it. Um, not too many uh, threatening uh, complaints this week, but uh, we'll get to the first question first. Is that a good sign? I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I chose uh, a lesser of the questions. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But um, let's get to Robert first from St. Louis. Do you guys think the Yankees are happy Judge turned down the contract after his slow start? Uh, 
And will they be happy if they can let him go after the season if he has a bad year? Dylan, I'm going to let you go first on this. Do you think the Yankees – I think I know the answer, but do you think the Yankees are rooting for him to have a bad year so they can let him go and save face? Definitely not. I think they'd rather have him locked down long term. And also, if he does bad this year, what's that going to mean for this year's team? You know, exactly. we're already heading in a bad direction, and you want Judge to do bad? I don't, I don't think that's a thing. We want to win. That's they want to win. Yeah, ridiculous. Robert, they, they tried to sign him. They wouldn't have offered him $230 million if they didn't want to sign him. They yeah. just couldn't come to an agreement. You don't offer somebody $230 million for seven years because you kind of hope they won't take it. So they, I think they were shocked that he didn't take the deal. Uh, no, they don't want him to have a bad year. Now, all that being said, if Judge, for, for whatever reason, shits the bed, which I am not hoping for. I hope he does not do that. But if he had a complete stinker of a year, yeah, he's going to cost himself some money. Um, somebody will still pay him. And I, I would say probably still be the Yankees. Um, but no, we don't want to root for anybody to have a bad year. It makes no, no sense. And if that's your attitude, that's the wrong attitude to have. You don't want anybody on this team. Listen, the players I dislike the most on this team who are the most frustrating, like to me, Chapman, who we're paying $16 million a year and is also a free agent at the end of this year, I still want him to perform well because it means my team's doing well. You know, I don't want him to not perform well because it's going to cost me. If it cost me a single game, I'd be upset. So, But uh, on that note, I, 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 I think I would be – the Yankees would be very thrilled if he, if this was the, if this, this is it. And last year was going to be the last good year for Aaron judge. I'm sure three years from now, if they don't re-sign him and he's off playing somewhere else and he's just playing mediocre, they'd be happy that they didn't spend $230 million, but they'd much rather have a solid Aaron judge hitting 40 home runs for him every year. And they'd gladly pay that 230 million. So to answer your question, no, I don't think they're happy at all. All right. So, Good complaint, question. Complete, very good question, Robert. Thank you. The complaint department this week is kind of a mild question. And I got to say, uh, not a lot of complaints, like I said this week, not a lot of vicious complaints after the attacks uh, that I gave, got from John and uh, Susan. Now, I don't want to say I told you so, but again, guys, we saw the, the missed home run call that Sterling yeah. did. Uh, it's, it's, you know, there's more of that to come guys. You got a whole full season of, uh, him mistaking home runs for foul balls and, and replays you know, and replays. Like, I mean, listen, he's, he's, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. Cause then I will start. We've already said everything. We've said, We've all, said everything. all right. This is from Hambone from New nice. York. That's a good one. This is from Hambone. The Yankees need to trade all these so-called prospects for the talent they need to win. Now this team's chance to win when it all is now and prospects are just a lottery ticket. You guys never talk about moving these unproven kids for proven MLB players. All right. I'm going to go first on this. Okay. Ham, Hambone. Thank you for your question. First of all, or your comment. Thanks um, for listening. Yes, absolutely. Um, what do we need right now? Uh, we're 10 games into the season. What could you possibly think we need right now after 10 games? Starting pitching has been great. The bullpen has been great. The offense is stagnant. What guy on this, on this, out of these position players right now, are you getting rid of to bring in a stud all-star to take his place? Like what position? You getting rid of Rizzo? No. You getting rid of Donaldson, the rainmaker you just brought in? No. <laughs> he just said his first rid, home run. Yeah, you're, getting, you're getting rid of uh, IKF at short. He just brought in? No. Are we getting rid of Stanton? No. Are we getting rid of Judge? No. Are we getting rid of Gallo? No. Hicks? No. So who are we bringing in? Who's this? Are you bringing Mike Trout in? Like, what are you doing? What <laughs> prospects are you giving up? Like, I understand people get frustrated. 
I really, I really do. Cause I get just as frustrated, but you have to be realistic with your expectations, guys. We have too many players as it is right now. We have nine guys for eight spots. So you're bringing in who for who? Like, that's the whole thing. And listen, I know what everybody's going to say. Glaber Torres. It's time for Glaber Torres to go. I'm enough with him. I'm not, it's 10 games in. And he's definitely off. But the whole offense is off. If you want to judge it by straight numbers, who would you keep on this team right now after 10 games? Nobody. Nobody. Trevino. He's your, yeah. off- he's your <laughs> offensive stud. Him and Hicks probably are the two guys that you'd keep. And so, that's that's Hicks doing good as surprising. Hicks is doing well, yeah. So, I mean, come on. You, you got to be realistic. Yes, I'm, I agree with his point of saying that these draft picks are just lottery tickets. You never know what you're going to get. You really don't. That's that's a true fact. And if it was the if we were one game out of the playoff hunt right now and we needed a bat or we needed something because somebody was injured or something like that, that's a different story. But 10 games in, you're going to trade prospects for who? Like, who are you trying to get right now that you're that I understand what this is. This is why people are mad, Dylan. They wanted Correa at short or they wanted Trevor Story or they wanted one of these big, sexy picks that the Yankees did not get this year. That's what they wanted. They don't feel that the, the acquisitions we made in the offseason were sexy enough. You brought Rizzo back. Well, technically, he was already on the team last year. So people are looking at that as it's not really an addition. Better you know than what I mean. Boy. I, listen, I agree. I absolutely agree. But, you know, that being said, it is what it is. I don't know. All what right. do you think, Don? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say maybe he didn't listen to last week's episode, but we did kind of discuss it. We discussed the Juan Soto potential. Right? Don, hold on a second. All right, guys, pardon me. I'd step away for just a brief minute. We are back, and Dylan was giving us his thoughts about uh, the prospects and stuff like that. So take it away, Dylan. I'm sorry. All right. So Hambone. Hambone. Uh, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode or not, or maybe wrote the comment before last week's episode, but we did kind of discuss potentially trading some of these prospects for Juan Soto, signing him long-term. Yep. Yada, yada. But there's there's a side to this where I want to see what these kids can do. You don't want to just send them away and then have them do amazing somewhere else. You know, it's definitely a risk because these kids could turn out to be nothing. True. But I don't like I don't like giving up on them right away. You I, know, I think you look at it like this there. I've heard the best way I describe prospects is they are lottery tickets. He's right. But uh, so was Jeter. So was Posada. So was Bernie Williams. So was Mariano Rivera. These guys all came up. So was Aaron Judge. Like these are lottery tickets, but that's how you get homegrown players. Everyone on the the Yankee fans complain that we don't have enough homegrown stars. Well, this is how you get homegrown stars. Uh, You want us to be the old Yankees who just go out and buy the most expensive free agent every year. Okay, I get that. But, you know, prospects can develop into great superstar. That's where players come from. These players all come from somewhere. There's no free agent tree that you just shake in the off season and get your players from like, they're all, they all came up through somebody's system. And what's the best way to do it? How do you think the Tampa Rays are relevant every year when they spend $70 million to the Dodgers, 270 million. It's because they develop good players. Now they have to sell them off because they don't want to pay them when it comes time to get their contracts. But Believe it or not, it can be done. And it, it, this, this is the part that I think Yankee fans overlook. So, yeah, we spend a ton of money on payroll. But we also spend a ton of money on scouts, on development, 
on analytics. Um, I think last time I heard, we have a 30-person analytics team that mm. just does analytics for us. We have something like 170 scouts. Um, I, I, yeah, I said that correctly, 170 scouts. Like, how do you not have the best players at these? You know what I mean? Like, so like, this is part of the game. So, you know, you want to talk about baseball being unfair, and I'm getting a little bit in the weeds here, but the richer teams do have a severe advantage because you think the Tampa Rays have 170 scouts? They don't. They probably they have, have, they have, have probably some have, good ones, though. That's they, have, sure. they have real good ones, but they probably have 12. You know what I mean? Or international scouts or something like that. They're not even paying their players. You think they're paying scouts? So, I mean, they're doing something right by developing their players and bringing them up through their system, teach them how to play. The Oakland A's, they've done it for years, developing their own guys. And then you plug a few free – and then look what they're able to do every year is right at the trading deadline. They're able to sell off a couple of prospects and get something they need to rent a player for the stretch run. That's when you want to talk about selling off prospects. Now, you're right. We talked about maybe getting um, – trading them for Juan. Yeah, that's absolutely – that's a deal breaker. That's if we didn't have Aaron Judge already. Mm-hmm. If we re-sign Aaron Judge, we don't have to give up any prospects. We just sign them, you know. And and Soto will be a free agent next year too, right? So yeah, we so. can just sign him too. There will be no prospects next. So we just got to give him a half a billion dollars. So I think yeah. he's worth it. I, he might be. We'll see. We'll see. I, I still would stick with Judge if we could. I think he'll be a cheaper alternative to what uh, Juan's going to be. But to your point, he's four years younger, so you're going to get more production. And he's a lefty. Get that short porch. And he's a lefty in Yankee Stadium until the Yankees decide to go like Baltimore and, and and move the wall back by six. Yeah, feet. yeah, yeah. I don't think. Now they would happen. never do that. No, I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't know. I I just think uh, fans, guys, we need to take a deep breath. We need to relax. It's ten games into the it's season. It's early. Yeah, if we take two out of three against Detroit, everything will be right in the Yankee universe until they drop two out of three to some team that they should beat later on down the, down the road. Uh, the Yankees are going to be just fine. On paper, they're still fine. And listen, you know what's going to happen? These guys are going to start to hit. And what's going to happen is they're going to hit, and the pitching is going to take a dip. And hopefully the offense can carry the pitching through some bad starts. The most important thing I would like to see from us this, this coming week in Detroit is obviously the offense got to get going, but I'm very curious to see Garrett Cole tonight. Garrett Cole needs a lights out performance. He needs, you know, six and a half innings of one run ball because he's what given up three runs, both his first two starts. Mm-hmm. That's and not three that's home not runs. Garrett, to yeah, that, and, 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 and he's given up bombs too. Yeah. He's given up bombs. So he needs to, uh, he needs to settle down and have a good solid performance. He wants to be the leader of his staff. And I know he does because you've seen him. I, I he does everything right. Like, um, who was it? Was it in the Baltimore series or was it the blue Jays? I think it was the Baltimore series where they threw it through it. Uh, one of our guys threw and hit one of the batters and the dugout from the other team, Baltimore was chirping. They were yelling, and Garrett Cole was first one out of the bullpen to defend his pitcher. He was first one out of the, uh, out, I mean, out of the bullpen, out of the dugout, and started walking towards the mound, like, and and yell back at the dugout defending his pitchers. So he takes that leadership role. I'm fine with that, but you got to have the results too. The leader of the team can't be the worst player on the team. It never works out. Mm-hmm. Never. Ronald Torres, great <laughs> spark plug player, but he was never going to be the leader of the team. You know what I mean? Like Louis Soho was never going to be the leader of the team. Like you've got to be a superstar and you got to be able to back it up with talent. Aaron judge is the leader of this team and should be the leader of this offense. So 
I got to be honest with you. He said all the right things about the offense right now, but I'm getting a weird vibe from, from him. And maybe I'm just scared because of the contract not going through that, you know, he's, he's looking for any reason to bolt, you know, I want to see him fired up. I want to see the Yankees get fired up. I want to see them, you know, I want to see him come to a press conference at the end of the game and go, we suck. This was terrible. This is unacceptable. This performance is unacceptable. And we got to get it going instead of what we're hearing, which is, oh yeah. Oh, you know, I had some hard hit balls. I think I'm just hitting into bad luck and Boone fucking Boone. Can Boone come right out and say, look, we stunk offensively. Like we didn't get it done. These guys got to do a better job. He doesn't want to hurt their feelings. (laughs) Is that such a bad thing to say though? Like, look, you don't think they know it. Like you can't, you don't think Glaber Torres who went O for the Baltimore series, he went O for the series. And this is a place that he used to own Baltimore. Remember he hit all those home runs against Baltimore where he was, you know, Gary Thorne was like, Oh yeah. Well, he went O for the Baltimore series. Aaron Boone, when asked about it, needs to get on the post game press conference and be like, yeah, he stinks right now. He's in a bad way. He needs to get out of it. I think he will, but he needs to get out. You can be positive and tell the truth at the same time. You don't think he knows he stinks right now. You know, Aaron Boone defending every single player, no matter what happens. I don't want to hear that shit. Like, I want to hear these guys actually speak the truth a little bit because that's what Yankee fans want to hear. Like, Mm -hmm. we all know it stinks. Listen, the pig's ugly. It's ugly. The baby's ugly. It's ugly. We know it's ugly right now. Offense got to get going. So I'm going to be optimistic. We got the we got a nice three game set in Detroit. It's a nice ballpark. Um, Should be fun games. Might be a little cold. I think it was snowing yesterday in Chicago. Oh, it's snowing here last night. Was it really? Wow. Yep. So, I mean, well, yeah, but you live up in the sticks. You live in the Antarctica <laughs> or whatever the hell you live. So, I think it's funny because people always say, um, uh, when you say you're from New York, they assume you're from the city. Oh, you're from New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just assume what they see on Friends or whatever. That's where you live. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is the majority of New York State is where Lake Dillon lives, which is, you know, hills and mountains and, and rivers trees and, and trees and deers and people don't really realize that i lived right outside of all the city so i literally lived you know 25 minutes door to door no traffic from midtown manhattan to my house dylan lives a couple hours upstate so that's that's easy you got to pass some cow pastures and stuff like that to get to where he is some corn some corn yeah so you know but um yeah it's 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 going to be chilly, I think, in Detroit. So I'm looking forward to. I'm going to take a look while we're talking here. Let's check the weather for Detroit in the series. Let's see um, the next three days, because this will uh, this will be interesting. That um, the some of these players from the Caribbean don't seem to do well. And the uh, oh, it's 40 degrees right now in it's Detroit. Not that bad. Oh, dude, that's the high though. It's 43 the here. The high is going to be 44. You know, and I'm in South Florida now, so. And uh, for the next 10 days in Detroit, uh, it'll get, uh, it's supposed to be nice on Thursday, but 70% chance of rain in Detroit. So might be looking at a rain out there, but 44, 51. Eh, it's going to be a chilly night in uh, Detroit. We'll see if Garrett Cole can get it going, though. Anyway, all right, we BSed long enough. Anything else from you today, Dylan? I think that's it. All right, listen, Yankee fans, climb back in off the window ledge. You don't have to jump off yet. Jump I know yet. We're, we're 500. It's okay. If you looked at it. At the all-star from, break, maybe it might be time, but not right now. Listen, we take two out of the next three, and you're looking at a completely different uh, scenario. So, again, we need to win series. Like I told you, uh, we've had three series. We've won one. We've tied one. We've lost one. 
Not exactly what we want, but as that is the definition of 500. We are not a 500 ball club. We're not going to be a 500 ball club. We never are. We're always much better than 500. Just relax, Yankee fans. Everything will be fine. Look for Garrett Cole to get going tonight and look for the offense. I, I'm going to call it right now, Dylan. I'm making a prediction right now. All right, let's Yankees, see. Yankees bats are going to come alive in Detroit, uh, like you said. We've got a couple of unknown pitchers, and one of the third pitcher hasn't even been named yet. I say we go to work on this team right here. Well, now, the I one was say, Eduardo Rodriguez, which is their uh, best guy. So that's fine. But yeah, but, but even Yankees that, hit him sometimes. We can so. we can hit him. I'm I'm predicting uh, offensive output is increased dramatically the next three games. I also think that starting pitching will take a dip too because they're due for some bad starts. Um, and I don't know how Sevy's going to do in the cold. Garrett Cole, I think, will be all right, but. Um, so I think we're going to get it turned around. I'm optimistic so that when we talk next week, when we break down the Detroit and the Cleveland, I'm not going to say Indians, the Cleveland Guardians series, we'll be talking about a much better result. So as always, thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoy the show, please tell people about it. Subscribe. Um, again, you want to leave some comments? That's great, too. I haven't really encouraged it as much as I should. I'm starting to get we love more comments. On that. Leave comments, nasty comments. We don't yeah. care. Joke comments. You know, um, just if you can uh, tell us a good joke, maybe we can add another thing. A joke we, segment. we can add a joke segment. We uh, listen, we're open to anything here, anything that gets uh, listenership up. So, once again, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Go Yankees. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Aaron, what made Zimmerman so tough tonight? No, he was just locating his pitches around the zone. You know, we really just couldn't get anything going. Um, had a couple chances there. Um, but just kept us off balance just enough to where, you know, guy would get off the base hit and guy would walk. And then we just couldn't, you know, couldn't get him over. You know, we bunted over. You know, D GT had a good job, you know, bunting the guy over, getting him in scoring position. But then we just couldn't finish the job. So, you know, we just got to, you know, come back after this off day and, you know, get the job done. You feel like you wasted that outing by Nestor? Yeah, that was an impressive outing by Nestor. Um, man, what he rack up about 12 strikeouts? It's um, pretty impressive, you know. And that's we just got to get him. We know with our pitching staff, the guys we got, we just got to get him one run, and you know, usually the ball game is over. Aaron, why do you think the, the offense just doesn't hasn't clicked yet this year? You know, it, it's tough to say. You know, if we if we knew, we'd, we'd figure it out and wouldn't be having this issue. But um, you know. Not, some guys get hot, and you know, then you got any other guys that aren't really clicking yet. So, you know, when we all get rolling, you know, all get on the same plan, I think it's, it's going to be something special. Aaron Boone continues to say that he thinks this offense would be better than last year. When you look at it on paper, what you guys have here, do you agree? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, without a doubt, you know, can't really judge a whole team off of, you know, a couple of games or, you know, a couple of bad starts. But, um, you know, it's going to be how we respond. You know, we got an off day coming up, but that's you know, how we go into Detroit and 
you know, we got to go out there and do our job now. Why do you think that is? Why do you think this offense will be better than it was a season ago? Especially the guys we got in this room, the track record they got, you know, the type of players they are. Um, you know, everybody gets better each year, you know, and what are we, you know, eight, nine, ten games into it, you know, it's got 162, you know, we just got to respond, you know, can't sit here and mope about it, you know, we got punched in the face today, you know, we're losing a series in here in Baltimore, you know, um, none of us are happy, you know, we're not happy about that, we're happy about our performance, um, we just all got to pick it up, you know, collectively, just individually, everybody pick it up, do their job, and, you know, get back to it in Detroit. You mentioned Nestor and all the strikeouts, does that amaze you that he doesn't throw real hard, but he makes so many hitters look bad? Oh, he's a major league pitcher, you know. You know, he gets guys out, man. He's something special. Um, you know, what he did last year wasn't a fluke. You know, that guy's, he's got a hit factor on the mound. Um, he knows how to pitch, you know, so uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Aaron, why do you think the offense stalled again this afternoon? Yeah, tough day for us. Frustrating. Um, you know, first of all, credit. I thought they pitched us really tough today, um, but but we got to find a way to, to get on the board and and you know support our support our pitching and and just couldn't get much much going today and and we got we got to we got to turn the page and and start getting it rolling. Luizaga, like most of your relievers, had been had been used a lot. His pitch count twenty plus in that situation. You had Odor come up, Litke warming. Why not go to Litke in that situation? No, that was low. I was that was low all the way there. It was just Litke in case uh, you know it got really heavy on him. Um, you know he was at like twenty in that inning. Um, so that, that that was the matchup I wanted. What is it, Chirinos is at bat? What can that take out of a pitcher? It was a great at bat. I mean, it, it was. Um, laid off a lot of tough pitches. That's one thing Chirinos does is he, he does a pretty good job of controlling the zone. Um, and, he, and, you know, he was able to really spoil some really tough pitches where I thought Lowe executed pretty well against him and then, and then finally outlasted him there to, to, to keep the inning going. So good at bat by him. Um, yeah, and, and obviously one of the key plays in the game. Cortez was about as good as it gets today. Yeah, Nestor was great. Um, I actually thought early on, you know, he wasn't totally sharp, um, but was making making big pitches. And then I thought he got into a groove there in, in about the third, fourth, and fifth inning where he was pretty special. Um, you know, really dialed in his command. I thought the stuff was good, but another really strong outing by Nestor. Not to see him get rewarded. Yeah, I mean, you, you always want to see your guys get rewarded when when they perform really well. But um, you know, he he will. And uh, but I mean, the biggest thing is for him, you know, an, another really strong performance. What was Zimmerman able to do really fast year? You know, I thought he did a good job of changing speeds on us, and and you know, when he did get us to leave the zone a little bit, um, you know. He was he was in the zone, and then his pitches were moving out of the zone. So I, I thought he did a good job of starting balls that he wanted for chases on the plate and in the strike zone. Um, you know, it was a little unpredictable. You know, kind of used everything in every spot, and um, you know, didn't make a ton of mistakes to us. Um, so I, I I thought he pitched pretty well. Excuse me. I know we talked about this on Friday, but what what tells you this? 
is going to be a different offensive group this year than, than what you saw last year. There's a lot of broken record games last year. We're asking yeah. the same questions after games. It seems like you know, a week plus yeah. we've seen some of the same attributes this year. I, what I just, I, look, I, I just think ultimately we're, you know, we're made up a little bit differently. Um, and, you know, we got a few guys that are swinging it pretty well uh, and off to pretty good starts. Um, but I'm going to bet on the track record of a few other guys that are going to, you know, have the kind of seasons we're used to, provided health. Uh, I'm, I believe that um, there's good reason to think that a couple guys that, um, you know, had down years maybe by their standards are and will, you know, kind of return to what we expect. And, you know, uh, I don't get too emotional over, you know, a few games where, you know, you can start beating the drum a certain way. Um, I am confident in this offense that we'll be what we should be. But, you know, we've got an off day and we gotta we got to get rolling. The shortstop, number two, Derek Jeter. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he held it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. Wow. I told him. <laughs>